0: As i journey through the land singing as i go pointing souls to calvary through the crimson flow, many arrows pierce my soul from without within but my soul leads me on through him i must win oh i want to see him look upon his face to sing forever of a saving grace on the streets of glory a real friend to me oh I love him so oh I want to see him look upon his face there to sing forever of a saving grace on the streets of space there to sing forever of a saving grace on the streets of glory let me lay my voice cares all past home at last ever to come. And he's going to preach for us. But let me say this. You have got to look better for him than you did just for us. you got to put a smile on your face or something. Help me out now. Come on. I know it's Thursday night, and normally you're probably at home already taking a nap. But you got to wake up. Brother Hanks is coming. He's got something from the Word of God. Let's put on our listening caps, and let's hear what God has for us. Brother Hanks, you come
1: preach for us. Thank you so much for that. Thank you, Brother Donald. All right, church family, thank you again for coming out on this Thursday night, and I appreciate you being here. And uh, this is my first time here, and uh, Brother O'Donnell and I do not know each other, uh, just really by name, and I've met him a couple times. And so I pastor the Presbyterian Church in Lawrence, Kansas. Isn't Isn't that a blessing? Your pastor turns it over to me, and he walks out the door. Even he doesn't want to hear me preach tonight. So, anyway... Hey, the one good thing, I know we don't know each other, but my average message is 27 minutes. How many is glad that my average sermon is 27 minutes? Raise your hand. All the carnal people are raising their hand, all right? But uh, anyway, we won't be long. But I want to just tell you, uh, missions conference is important. Obviously, you came on a Thursday night because you know how important it is, and I'm so glad that you're here. And I'm hopefully, uh, I'll be, Lord, for me to be here through Sunday and get a chance to know you better. And uh, the teen section over here, isn't that a blessing? Amen. Is it this whole section over here? All right. All I know is, is Daniel is the only guy, and he's got these, all these women behind him. That's all I know, and so I'm not sure what that means, but uh, anyway. I want you to turn your Bible tonight, 2 Corinthians chapter 8 tonight, 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Your church is not a stranger uh, to faith promise, missions giving. And uh, I feel like this direction I have, Lord, have us go tonight. I want to talk to you in just really one question, one statement tonight on what is faith promise. And I know your pastor has already taught you about what faith promise is. But I, I think we just need to solidify that this is not some gimmick or some program that Baptist churches have come up with to get people to give to missions. We must understand that this is a scriptural principle as mentioned in the Bible. Now, if you've been around missions uh, for any length of time, you understand that 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 and Philippians chapter 4 are the two major passages that deal with missions and missions giving. And uh, tonight we're going to look at the first 12 verses of Second Corinthians chapter 8. And I want to just again, really, I, I think if I can, and I know it's what the Lord wants, but if we can lay the groundwork to understand before we even get going this week, to understand that this is what the Lord would have us to do as Christians as far as giving to missions. So that's where we're going to start 2 Corinthians chapter 8 tonight. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I want to ask your blessing again. Thank you, Lord, for the uh, church family, their friendliness. Uh, Thank you again for the opportunity to preach. And Lord, that they see the importance of coming out for missions conference. Lord, what you're going to do this coming year through the giving of your people will keep people out of hell. And Lord, may we understand that it is important, it's biblical, and it's what we should do. From the youngest to the oldest tonight, teach us from your word in Jesus' name. I pray, Amen. The church family, I'm going to begin reading here in just a moment, Second Corinthians eight, and I just want to tell you I forgot my glasses tonight. And I, because in my, when I preach at home, I've got ten pairs of glasses because I can see fine but I don't read very well. So if I say something different, I do not have an NIV Bible. It's a KJV, all right? I'm just letting you know right off the bat, all right? So we're going to do our best here. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8, and we'll pick it up in verse number 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse number 1. I am in 1 Corinthians because I cannot see my Bible, all right? Here we go. The Bible says this in verse number 1. It says, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit, the word wit there means to know, we do you to know of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, Patricia, I mean, can we kind of just kind of do a, a Bible study? And again, I know it's going to be a little bit different tonight. But can, can I as we walk through this, I, I want you to interact a little bit with me, okay? So who is writing 2 Corinthians 8? Now, obviously God, but who, who is God using to write this? Talk to me now. All right, Apostle Paul. And who is Paul writing to? He's writing to the church at Corinth. All right, so Paul writes to the church at Corinth, and he says, "There's something I want you to know. I I, I do you to wit. I want you to know." And he's talking about the grace of God bestowed on the church of Macedonia. Now, church family, the churches of Macedonia was uh, Thessalonica, Philippi, uh, Berea. These, this area of Macedonia. These churches, Paul's making reference to that God's grace was upon them. What's the grace of God? It's God's graciousness. It's God's kindness. Hey, when we talk about being saved, for by grace are ye saved through what? All right, so faith is our part, grace is God's part. In other words, we don't deserve to be saved. How many saved tonight? Say amen. Amen. Aren't you glad you're saved? Now, we don't have time to really think long and hard about it, but I just want you to understand, you didn't find God, God found you. That's grace. That's God's benefit, God's favor. It's funny, we use the word grace actually with the word desert i have never been to a missions conference before that they start off with pie i'm just telling you i think we all we ought to do that for every service how many somebody say amen right there all right and i think we should be able to choose what kind of pie we want next all do i hear apple pie next all right i'm just telling you what a wonderful thing the church did not have to have pumpkin pie for you tonight you know what that's called it's called grace now can i tell you what added grace is when you fill that with whipped cream over all of that pie, that's added grace, all right? I saw those girls with those cans of that whipped cream, and I'm telling you, they were just putting grace everywhere, all right? Now, so Paul says, I want to tell you about these churches of Macedonia, how God poured grace upon them, and why. Now, look what he says next in verse number two. He's talking about these churches of Macedonia. He says how that in a great trial of affliction, who was going through the tra- great trial of affliction? The churches of Macedonia. The, uh, the abundance of their... I'm so sorry this, uh, tonight. The abundance of their joy and the deep poverty abounded unto the uh, riches of their liberality. All right. Hey, I'm going to stop for just a moment. I'm going to take a chance. Does anybody have a pair of glasses 1.5 on you right now? I'm serious. Anybody got 1.5? Nobody? All right. I was in a prison service here about last. Are those 1.5s? Who has them? Now, now listen, just tell me they are not pink. All right. Because I cannot wear pink. I was in a prison service one time, and it was all women. I can go get my husband. No, hold on a second. Those don't look feminine. All right, good. Thank you very much. All right. (laughs) I am not lying. I was in a prison service. Thank you very much. I promised I will get these back to you, because I'm not taking these with me. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) I was in a service one time with all ladies here about a year or two back, and uh, I I forgot my glasses. And the only thing I can is I cannot read without my glass. That's it. And I said, okay, I'm sorry, i got to stop the service. I, I, I can't keep reading like this. I want to read with the script." I said, who's got a pair? So this woman raises her hand. She says, I've got a pair of 1.5. And so she brings them up. And they were pink. I said, I'm sorry, I'm reading the scripture wrong because I'm not wearing those pink glasses, all right? It's just not happening, all right? So I can do this. These are dark enough. I don't feel like I've lost my masculinity by putting these on, all right? Now, tonight, sorry for the, for the inconvenience. Look back at your Bible. I'll look at verse number two, and here's what it says. How that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. Whose liberality? The liberality of the churches of Macedonia. Verse 3. For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power. Now, think about that. He says, I bear record that they gave beyond their power. The word power means their ability. There's some. Of, there's Christians, maybe, maybe you tonight, you think, I can't give to missions. You know, you're barely giving your tithe and offering. And by the way, that's elementary giving. Tithing is God's money. It's not yours, okay? So everything above my tithe shows God that I love Him. And you think, pastor, I'm barely making my bills. I'm just telling you the churches of Macedonia gave beyond their power, which means they gave beyond their ability to give, all right? Look what he says in verse number four. Praying us, now let's think about this. The churches of Macedonia, the word praying there actually means beg. The churches of Macedonia begged us, the missionary. Apostle Paul, praying us that with much entreaty with much that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. All right, now, let me, if I can get a little straight. Daniel, help me for just a moment here, if you don't mind. Brother uh, Josh, would you help me for just a moment, if you don't mind? Let's start with you, two. I might need more tonight. Do I need to stay up here, or does it matter? Okay. I'm, okay, all right, come on down, come on down here. Now, we're going to pretend for just a moment that this is the missionary, and uh, so he's the Apostle Paul, all right? Does he look like the Apostle Paul? Is this bad typecasting? Okay, all right. All right, we're going to pretend, all right? We're going to pretend that this is the churches of Macedonia, righty, The churches of Macedonia, and I know it's collectively, they went to Paul and said, Now listen, we want to minister to the saints. Is it Bob? Is that right? Yeah. Would you help me tonight, Bob? Yeah. yeah. You don't mind? Yeah. All right, you look nervous. Um, I'm always nervous. You're always nervous? All right, come up here, Bob. All right. <laughs> all right. Bob, I want you to stand right here. All right, now we're going to pretend that this is the ministering to the saints because Apostle Paul was going to those that were lost and he was going to minister to people that got saved and they would be the saints. So, what the Bible is saying here is that the churches of Macedonia begged Apostle Paul to take their gift. You got to beg. No, on your knees. Mm-hmm. All right, so he's begging, the, the, the churches of Macedonia is begging Paul, and Paul says, Now, wait a second, guys. You're in deep poverty. You're in much affliction. You don't have to be able to give. And Paul, Paul, and, they, and they're begging. And Paul says, they said, praying, uh, praying us, the missionary, praying with much, uh, much uh, entreaty, that they would take on the fellowship. The word fellowship means partnership. The fellowship of the ministering to the saints. Now, church family, this is, what, this is truly what happens when you give to missions. The church begs the missionary to take their gift to minister to the saints the people who are going to get saved on the foreign field and they said in that verse there that it was the fellowship partnership of the ministering of the saints so here's what you're doing when you give to missions just like you saw brother putnam a few moments ago am i saying his name right when you heard brother putnam what you're doing is you're giving to a missionary in brazil and you're partnering to reach them it's almost as if you are in brazil Every time that offering plate comes by and you put your missions offering in, you have partnered with the missionary. I want to tell you something. I can't go to Brazil, but I can go to Lawrence, Kansas. But I can put my offering in Lawrence, Kansas, and by doing that, I'm in Brazil. How? I'm partnering with the missionary to reach the, to have a ministry to the saints. All right? Now, thank you very much, fellas. You can have a seat. Appreciate that. You can stay on your knees. You need to get right with God anyway. All right? All right? Now, Let's read a couple more verses here. Look at your Bible again, verse number five. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to who? Verse number five, to the Lord. And unto us, who's the us? Okay, wait a second here. The churches of Macedonia are the ones that we're giving. They first gave themselves to the Lord and unto us. Who's writing this? Paul. Paul. Paul and his group of missionaries, his companions, he's saying, hey listen, you first you gave yourself to the Lord, then you gave yourself to us, the missionary. Look what he says next, look at verse number five, the last phrase, by the what? Church family, I'm just telling you it's the will of God for you to give to missions. Amen. It's the will of God that we not only give our tithe and offering, but that we give to missions. Now tonight, I don't have a bunch of points unless you want to divide up the statement, but I want to teach you real quickly from the first 12 verses, and I'm, and I'm going to hustle tonight, but I just want to tell you quickly, this is what missions is. Faith promised missions is you giving to God through missions by faith because of love out of what God has provided you. And, I can, and, and every verse tells you very clearly that this is exactly what faith promised me giving to missions is. All right? Let's look at the verses real quickly and we'll be done tonight. Here's the first one, chapter 8, verse number four, 5. And this they did, not as we hope, but the very first thing, but first gave their own selves to the Lord. Can I just tell you that this Faith Promise Missions Conference is not about how much money you're going to give to missions. Faith Promise Missions Conference is about if God has you or not. It's the bottom line. You know, we want the young people to surrender and say, boy, you need to surrender and do whatever God wants for your life as far as going to the mission field. Can I just tell you that God wants old people to surrender their lives too? He wants young people to surrender their lives. God, here I am. It's not a matter of five or ten or fifty dollars that you're putting in for missions. It's a matter of does God have you? That's it. Amen. that's faith promise. So what's faith promise? It's me giving to God. And I'm use the same verse there, verse number five. They not only gave to God, but the very next verse, verse, very next phrase, verse five, the first gave themselves unto the Lord and unto us. Now I don't know how many missionaries you support. I, again, I just got in. I don't know really. What the Lord's doing or has done with your church as far as missions, but however many missionaries you support right now, every time you put your offering plate, the Lord keeps record in heaven. And you say, well, how do I know, you know this dollar goes to the Brazil, this dollar goes to Australia? When you give to missions, God keeps a record up and it goes to missionaries. And that's what causes fruit to your account. That's what Paul was talking about in the book of Philippians. So what's faith promise? Me giving to God through missions. All right? And so that's, that's the first step. Now look what he says next. I want you to jump back to verse number two. Verse two says, How that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded under the riches of their liberality. For to their power I bear, their, bear, bear record. Paul said, I bear record. And beyond their power, they were willing of themselves. Can I, can I just tell you that the reason the churches of Macedonia gave is not because they had money. The reason the churches of Macedonia gave is because they had faith. They had faith to believe. How do you give out of deep poverty and give liberally? I want to tell you, because you believe that there's a God in heaven. Do you believe that the job you have God gave you? Do you believe that God, the abilities that you have to perform that job God gave you? Then I just want to tell you, if God can give you a job, give you the ability to do it, then he can also give you the ability to give. Missions is about faith. That's why we call it faith promise. is God, I I don't know how. Some of you have been, how many have been given to Faith Promise for at least 10 years or more? You've been given to Faith Promise 10 years or more? I remember when we started out, you know, I gave $5 a week to missions, that's where I started. And I look back at this journey of giving to missions and you think now, I I don't know how in the world we can give this kind of money to missions. But look at your life, you're blessed way beyond your giving. You're blessed way beyond your giving. But it's a faith thing. God, I don't know how, but I'm going to take his word. I don't know exactly how your church does it here, but at home when we have missions conference, my wife and I, I have her pray about it, and I pray about it. Again, I don't want to say anything to your pastor. I'm real careful because I don't know you very well. But I feel like if I'm married, I should communicate with my wife about our giving, okay? Okay, that went over really well. So she prays about it, I pray about it. And we come together on the Sunday before, or the Sunday of of our missions conference. And I just ask her, what did the Lord tell you? And of course, we pray together as far as what the Lord will have us to give. And, and she knows what we give as far as our, our faith promise. But I want to tell you something. God's, God's blessed us tremendously. And I want to tell you why. Because it's faith. And you're going to have to trust God. And I'm just telling tell you this, if the Bible says, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall, Amen. then I, guess what? Then in all thy ways means missions. You just need to ask the Lord, Lord, what would you have me to give? I believe that God will impress upon your heart how much you're supposed to give. I just believe that. All right, look quickly, not only that. Faith promise is me giving to God through missions, by faith. Look what he says next. Again, I know we're hurrying tonight, but look at your Bible in verse number 7. It says, therefore, as ye abound, the word abound means to be in excess. Therefore, as ye abound, or in excess, in everything. And then he names these things. The church of Corinth was in excess or was abounding in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all diligence and in their love. Now, community, community Baptist Temple, am I saying that correctly? All right, Community Baptist Temple, church family, you have a testimony here in Akron, okay? Now, I personally don't know exactly what that testimony is, but if I was to guess just by just what I have seen in the hour and a half that I've been here, just what I have seen from the first person who said hello to me, to the person who was dishing the pie. To the person who met me in the children's service because I was snooping around. <laughs> I'm just telling you, from what I felt already, this church is, has got faith. These things that Paul's talking about, it has faith, it has diligence, it has love. He, that's what he's talking He says, Church of Corinth, you've got all these things. But look at the last sentence of that verse. Verse number seven. He says, in your love for us, the missionary, see that ye abound, in other words, be in excess, in this grace also. What grace is he talking about? He's talking about the churches of Macedonia and how they gave out of their deep poverty. He said, Church of Corinth, you need to have that same grace also. Hey, listen, I know you ought to, you're thankful for your church, say amen. Amen. Aren't you glad God brought you here? Say amen. Amen. Are you glad that God gave you Pastor O'Donnell? Say amen. amen. Right? Can I just tell you that you've got a lot of good things going on at this church, but there's one thing you should never let miss in this church. You can love everybody, you can work, work, you can have utterance, you can have knowledge, but if you don't have missions giving, this grace also of getting the gospel to the world, you're lacking a major part in this church. Look what he says next. Look at your Bible again. Look at verse number, uh, verse number 8. I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others. Now, I want you to read out loud last phrase, verse number eight, starting with the word and. Let's read the last phrase together. Ready, begin. And to prove the sincerity of your love. Look at verse 24. Wherefore, show ye to them and, be, and before the churches the proof of your what? Love. Church do you know why I believe that faith promise is me giving to God through missions by faith? Because of love. Last night in church, we had a, a lady, she's probably 26, 27 years old. Her father is on hospice, and they're not giving him much longer to live, and he's lost. He lives in Arizona. She's in, obviously in Lawrence, Kansas. And, you know, my heart goes out to her because she knows where she's going to go when she dies. But she is just so heartbroken for her dad, her dad's going to go to hell. What about your next-door neighbor? You know them by name. You know how many children they have. You know where he works. But do you even know if they're saved? I, taught, I just moved uh, to a new house, and I went to my, uh, my next-door neighbor. And, of course, I'm a pastor, so, you know, I'm, a, I'm on a court. So they've already all talked. <laughs> all right? they already, that's, this is a preacher that's on our court now. This court is so, so closely knit that they have open pit fire where they all come out of their houses in the middle of the court. I'm talking about on the street, and they all just get together. I mean, they all know each other. So I've been praying for them, each of these neighbors, that they get saved. And so my next-door neighbor is a police officer. And my kid, one of my kids came flying in on the car into our court, and he stopped my kid and said, hey, you're going too fast in our court. <laughs> this is how we're starting. <laughs> so I went over to the next door neighbor. He was out in his yard just doing the howdy thing. And I said, hey, if there's anything we can do for you, I want you to let us know. We're, we're glad to be here. Tell me a little bit about yourself. And I was able to ask him. I said, so are you a believer if you trusted Christ? He said, I have. He says, I've been going to the Southern Baptist Church for 20 years. I said, how long have you been living on this court? He said, oh, more than 20 years. And then I asked him, so have you told any of the neighbors about your faith in Christ? He said, you're not going to believe this. I've been here for 20 years and I've never told them. Can I tell you why you give to missions? Because you love people. And you don't want somebody to spend eternity in hell. It's not about putting a dollar in a plate. It's about what that dollar does as far as getting the gospel to a lost and dying world. Now, there's one more principle in that statement that we made, and it's right here in the next verse. Look at your Bible again, verse number, uh, let's just go and pick it up, verse number um, 10. And herein I give my advice, for this is expedient for you, who have begun before that not only to do, but also to be forward a year ago. Now, I don't have time to teach the depth of this, but from what I understand from this, when he said uh, forward a year ago, The church of Corinth had made a commitment about what they were going to give to these saints or to these that the missionary was going to go to a year ago. Again, why do we do a faith promise conference every year? Our commitment's for one year. And our commitment is is that I'm going to give X amount of dollars this year for the coming year. That's what the church of Corinth had made a commitment of. Look what he says in the next verse now. Again, that's also in chapter 9, verse 2, but here it says in verse number 11, now therefore perform the doing of it. In other words, the doing of what you committed a year ago. Now therefore perform the doing of it that as there was a readiness to will. In other words, a year ago you wanted to do it. Now, church, let me, don't miss this, verse 11. So there may be a performance also out of that which ye have. For if there be first a willing mind, it's accepted according to that a man hath and not according to that he hath not. Now, church, if I, I'm, I'm trying to be careful here because Brother O'Donnell and I don't know each other, but I believe in pastoral authority more than anything. Amen. Because you know why? He put Pastor O'Donnell here. He didn't put me here. All righty? So that's the authority. So again, I hope I'm, I'm saying anything that I shouldn't. But I'm just trying to tell you that from this here, faith promise is not you coming up with some type of figure of what you don't have. It will always be what you do have. How do you know that? Because that's what the scripture says. Are you always so far? Say Amen. You guys are getting quiet on me. Don't get quiet on me. We're almost done. How many is glad we're almost done? Say amen. <laughs> Can I just tell you that when you're praying about what the Lord going to have you to give, you don't have to be nervous about it. You know why you don't have to be nervous about it? He's not going to tell you something you don't have. You know what you, do, what you should have? Verse number 12. If there be first a willing mind, it's accepted according to that a man hath and not according to that he hath not. How much do you want to give to missions? And I'd like to give, I'd like to give 100 bucks a week, but I sure don't can I just tell you, it doesn't start with you giving 100 bucks a week, it starts with your want to. So what's faith promise? Faith promise is me giving to God through missions by faith because of love out of what God has provided me. That's what faith promise is. So now, uh, you know, I'm, it's interesting that your pastor came here in 94. I've been at Heritage now 27 years. Same thing, 1994, went to Heritage in Lawrence, Kansas. And all these years, we had a Faith Promise Missions Conference. And every year, I ask the Lord, ours is actually next week. We Our Missions Conference is Wednesday to Sunday next week. And every year, Lord, what would you have us to give as far as my family? Church family, I don't know what you're giving, and obviously... Does, that's, not, that's not the issue. God knows what you're giving. But can I just tell you that as a Christian, you ought to want to get the gospel of the world because you love people and you want to see people saved. And when you're giving to the missionary, you're not really giving it to the missionary, you're giving it to God. It's just going through the missionary's hands. That's all it is. So that's what faith promise is. God, show me what you want me to give, and I want to give it. Now, I know it's not in front of you, but I'm going to say it one last time if you'll just listen now. Faith promise is me giving to God through missions by faith because of love, out of what God's provided me. So when the commitments are taken, no pressure. There isn't any pressure. It's just a one-two inside my heart, and a God that lays on my heart what he wants me to give. That's all it is. And it's not my tithe. It's my offering, which is my missions. This is probably the most important, in my opinion, faith-promised missions is almost more important than revival. And I want to tell you why. Because it keeps somebody out of hell. That's what it's about. So this week, uh, would you come every night to the service? If you see somebody miss tonight, bring them. They need, it. they need missions. And then, can I just tell you this week, just be asking the Lord, Lord, what would you have us to give this week? I promise you that if you, if you have a willing heart and you, and you mean it, God will show you. Amen. And He's not going to tell you something you don't have. He's going to tell you what you do. Would you bow your head and close your eyes A pastor's coming. Let's just go ahead and ask the Lord's blessing on this uh, message tonight. Father, thank you again for your word. And thank you that you made it so clear as far as giving. Lord, may we not miss the blessing of giving to missions because we don't understand it. It's it's simple. Lord, may we, from our heart, by faith, because of love, may we again.